Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Glow Says. Let's talk local. A podcast about my curiosity and this community in which I currently live, and keep returning to over and over again. This community is Greater Vancouver, but I hope my show reaches and includes all creative entrepreneurs in Canada. If you know anyone who falls into this group, send them the show. That would help me out a lot. This week, I'm splitting the show about Maker Labs into two segments, so you can catch the first half today and the next half on Thursday. Okay, about Maker Labs. Wow, I didn't realize anything like it existed here. I'd heard about it from my friend Barb Wong, who did the Women in Residency program there. It's an astounding and amazing place. Let's start with the founder. Now, I didn't get a chance to meet him, so what I will tell you about him and the inspiration for the space itself is really from their about page and what I could find on LinkedIn. I also heard about him briefly from Corinne Larue, who is the director of education there. The founder, Derek Gaw, he is a local Vancouverite who went to Silicon Valley for school and work, then came back again. Certainly, I can relate to this experience as well. I didn't get a chance to meet him, like I said, but according to his public bio, Derek likes to make virtual and physical things. During the day, he helps people make things at Maker Labs, and at night, he dreams of all the awesome things that could be made if only he had more tools. Well, thanks to him, he built and created 26,000 square feet of space and tools for other people to use. Who are these people, and who wants to use these things? They are makers. Everyone I got to interview described themselves as makers and realized that about themselves at a young age. So I guess they must love tools too. Maker Labs describe themselves as Vancouver's largest maker space and where they can provide the tools, space, and know how to allow anybody to create almost anything. Maker Labs was born out of a vision to create the best possible space for making. The space itself is huge, and from what I saw, houses workshops, studios, and common areas, which is a mix of open concept and private studio spaces. The common working areas include a wood shop, a metal shop, CNC router table, laser cutters, sewing machines, and electronics area. They also have a fabrication team that can make almost anything for businesses or personal use. So if you have an idea, Maker Labs can make it happen. Today you will hear from Liza of Liza Hyder Designs and Maddie of Metals Made Designs. Listen in as we talk to them about what they do at Maker Labs. We are welcoming today Liza Hyder of Liza Hyder Designs. So welcome again, and um, I'm so great to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yes, you're welcome. So we're sitting here at Maker Labs on Cordova in Vancouver, and uh, we are meeting the makers that they have here today. So Liza, you are our first one up. Well, my name is Liza, and I was born in North Vancouver, and I was raised in California, and I moved back to Canada in 2016. So I've been here going on four years now. Since I'm a dual citizen, my husband and I decided to take a make a big change. And um, I've been at Maker Lab since March of 2020. Okay. Um, and it's a great space. I love it here. And at Maker Labs, you're a member. Yes. And do you, are you here full time? 
I'm here about five, six days a week, about six hours, seven hours a day. Okay. Almost full time. Great. Yeah. And what do you do at Make It Love? I, um, I'm working on fashion accessories. So I have a face mask line, um, scrub hats. I have a lot of knitwear, crochet wear, um, scarves, hats, fingerless gloves. Because what happened was when I moved in here in March, you know, COVID was kind of shutting everything down. I moved into Maker Labs. And within about a week, I was called by a group called YVR Makers. And um, because of the, of the PPE shortages, a bunch of sewers volunteered their time to make scrub hats. Okay. So I made about 100 um, for charity. But okay, so let me understand. So during, it was because of COVID that there was a shortage of these hats. Is that right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you were part of a group that mm-hmm. was making and donating things towards the, you know, to support the health workers. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you made about, you made scrub hats. Okay. Mm-hmm. But before then you didn't make scrub hats? No, oh, no, okay. I just, and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do when I moved into Maker and I just kind of fell on my lap and I thought, okay, I'll take this on. Okay. And so, and then after that, I started making face masks. Okay. Okay, great. So are you a sewer or a crafter by profession? Um, no, I'm not. Um, I mean, I've been sewing since I was, you know, 10 years old, but this is the first time I've ever, um, you know, made money at it. I have an online shop now and great. my masks are selling really well on my online store. Yeah. And is your island or your online store, sorry, is it Etsy on Etsy? No, I have my own domain. It's LizaHeiderDesign.com. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And what else do you make? Crochet berets, scarves, um, faux fur evening wraps, a little bit of jewelry. Um, I also have a love symbol line, um, and that's because of my love for prints. Okay. So I have some pins and some uh, berets as well. Okay. Um, but when things really change is when I when I joined Maker Labs. That's okay. when things really started to take off. And I think maybe because of the the scrub hats, and I just had a t- I had time to kind of rethink what what do I want to do, what what direction do I want to go, and that's when the face mask kind of came into play. It took me about three months to get a good face mask, but what I, I know I really wanted to have just beautiful textiles and bright fabrics. So, and then after about three months. I had people here actually test them out for me and I got feedback and I made some not so great masks and then they just got better and better. And then I just started researching on Health Canada and the CDC websites to get like what is recommended. Okay. And I I think now I finally have like a really nice mask with good nose guards, adjustable ear loops, the filter in the middle, um, all those components, I think just make a, a great mask. Okay. Yeah. So what makes your masks different? What stands out about? Well, I definitely use bold um, colors and lots of batik fabrics and floral prints. I have a sequin disco ball mask that is a lot of fun. Great. Awesome. Um, and those are actually selling really well. Okay. And they're just a lot of fun. So I just try to put a fun component into my masks. Okay. Yeah. And what did you discover about making them? Is it better to have more coverage? Like what about for glasses wearers like I am? <laughs> yeah. Um, so definitely that nose guard is what makes uh, a good fit for the glasses. Okay. As far as the sizes go, I have a few sizes. I have uh, medium, regular, and then I can custom design them to make them for smaller size faces okay. as well. And is that how you're selling them, sort of custom one by one, or do you sell packs? 
I don't sell packs. I sell them one by one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how are you finding that people are coming to your website or are you on a different, another social platform? Uh, Mainly uh, my online store and people are finding me through Instagram and uh, Facebook as well. And um, have you found that people are buying them for Christmas or for gifts? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's not just for themselves anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. And have you decided that this is what you'll continue to do? As long as we need base masks, I will keep making masks. Okay. Absolutely. And you prefer it to the scrubs or anything else you use? Um, I'll do scrubs as well. (laughs) Okay. Um, But it seems like right now the face mask is what's really in demand. Okay. And it's nice to see people are catching on that they can wear yep. something more attractive and, and colorful and yep. show yeah. some personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, you do this full-time at Maker Labs. Yeah. So Maker Labs provides you the space and yes. the equipment or? Um, I have all my own um, equipment, my okay. sewing machine and everything okay. in my studio over there. So yeah. space and maybe community. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a bit of a wee workspace, I think, for crafters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, prior to this, I was a photographer. Okay. So that's my background. Cool. I was a wedding portrait photographer for over 10 years. Oh, okay. Well. And so that was... This is definitely a pivot from what I was doing. Yes. So it's a nice, it's a nice change. It was great to talk mm. to you and hear about someone doing masks, which are much needed <laughs> during this time. And I can see your mask. It's beautiful. It has butterflies. It's a botanical theme. Thank you. Um, and it looks fun and vibrant. So. I was going to wear my disco mask, but I thought that might be too much. So <laughs> well, you do. I like your shiny <laughs> pin though. <laughs> Thank you. That's all. Yeah. So go check Liza Hyder Designs out for her disco mask. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's something you yeah. would be interested in. And you have a website. So yes. I assume people can go there. Absolutely. Okay, good. Well, it was nice to meet yeah, you. Thank, thank you for you. sharing about your business. Thanks for having me. Okay. Take care. Okay. Hello. Welcome to my show, Maddie. Nice to meet you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Great. Yeah. Today I'm talking to Maddie of Maddles Made. I'm excited to hear about what fun, quirky things that she makes for the home and otherwise just for people to use. So welcome to the show. Thank you. So what can you tell us about yourself, your relevant background to what you do? Uh, yeah. So my name's Maddie. Um, I'm originally from Melbourne, Australia. I went to school for product design engineering. And now I, I'm here at Maker Labs and I do a mixture of product design work, um, teaching and also just making my own things to sell. Great. Are you, have you moved to us permanently or just for a little bit? It's constantly changing. Not really sure at this point. Um, For the uh, next few years, at least I'll be here. Yes. Maddie's very young. She's got a long road ahead of her. (laughs) She doesn't have to make anything definite right now. So um, Maddie, tell us a bit about what you do. What do you make? What is your thing? Okay, so I make a range of fun, colorful, quirky kind of items. I don't stick to a particular kind of product type, but I make a range of earrings, fanny packs, um, things for the house, anything kind of fun and colorful, and I sell them online. I guess I'm basically known for making fun, colorful things. Um, I don't like to stick to one particular kind of product. Recently, I've most mostly been exploring making uh, bags, fanny packs, and then also I make a lot of uh, colorful acrylic jewelry. Oh, and also most recently, I've been exploring making toilet roll holders, which is really fun. (laughs) Interesting. So are you making things that you want to use? Is that what it is? (laughs) Yeah, I like to make things, I guess, I like to make practical things that have a use or a purpose, but I also believe those things should be uh, fun and colorful. Ah, Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. it makes sense. Now tell me, how does your background in product design help you? Do you think it helps you? Oh, 100%. So 
product design engineering, I guess, can be a bit dry at time. I, I used to work full-time as one, and um, you end up spending a lot of time on the computer doing design. Um, I'm really grateful for those skills because they actually help me to apply to other projects. Okay. Um, so it's just really nice to have that background and understanding of how things are made. Okay. Also, a lot of things these days you can use like the laser cutter or 3D printer or CNC to make to help you make things right. And I already have that background knowledge of how to get your designs on the computer and then onto those um, machines accordingly. So do you feel like when you make your things, are you led by your background, like the technology that you know how to use, or are you led by color and design? Definitely color. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I often, so for a lot of my textile work, I often don't, I often see some fabric and then think about what I want to make with it. So I'm very passionate about using recycled um, materials or thrifted materials. So often... I'll just go to the thrift store, see some fabric, and then decide what I want to make with it. And would you say that's your inspiration then to make sure you reuse things? Or is it or is it really color and design? Or is it what you feel like using in your home that you need? It's all of those. Okay. Um, I think as I definitely as I did more work as a product designer, I realized how much kind of plastic and things go into products um like just there's new stuff being made constantly so i as i got more into that i realized i like recycling things more and then i'm also obviously driven by the color and just a need for i guess a curse of being a designer is you always want something that's perfect for your application right so i'm never satisfied buying anything i just want to make it myself okay yeah well i'm hearing that you are multi-talented and very creative and you obviously know how to use a lot of things and apply uh, your skills so i'm curious right now what are you most interested in i think exploring uh soft good products i'm like i said i'm interested in making fanny packs and different bags recently backpacking bags and things like that because I think they're actually a really nice combination of my um, love for sewing and textiles and then my skills as a designer okay so I want to explore that more mm. I do struggle to find colorful things so yeah why not make it myself yeah yeah no no it's great I think Maddie's bringing us some sunshine to a much needed <laughs> place we're lacking sunshine here so color would be a great spark to anybody's thing. I really have a desire for a brightly colored raincoat. Um, <laughs> I guess the more technical side of textiles, like all that kind of technical fabrics and apparel is an area I'm still learning a lot about. So it'd be cool to work on some projects in that space and gain more knowledge in that. And yeah. I think this is a great place to do that. So, um, How do you learn? Do you just buy different materials and see how they perform? Is that how it works? Yeah, I think that's one way. I think another um, way is... So because I work as a product designer, mm -hmm. if I'm lucky, I can uh, pick up projects and work with clients on things like this. Okay. And people think they, I guess when you hire a designer, you expect them to know some things, but a designer is always learning new things on every project they take on. So okay. um, I have some, a couple of clients at the moment I'm working for that um, I help them with the design, but then as we move through the project, I'm learning more and more um, because these are products that will go into production. So all that technical stuff I'm learning. And, okay. Yeah, it's great. So who looks for you? Like I'm hearing that, okay, you, you do product design for your job. So I'm curious one, who looks for you to hire you? So it could be anyone, someone who has an idea for a product but doesn't necessarily have the um, all the skills to design it completely. So. Okay. 
they would hire someone like me. Um, this community here is great. Word of mouth is great. And I just have, I have people coming, talking to me constantly, wanting help with um, their designs. Okay, great. So yeah. you do a lot of projects, kind of like consulting, I guess. It's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you're, you, but on your own, you're applying your love for color and, you know, fun things to what you're using at the time. So like you said, backpacks or fanny packs. Or- yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people that have too many ideas. Um, yeah, so a true creative. I actually thought about doing an experiment next year um, where I focus on one product or kind of area per month and okay. see just say, this month I'm going to do fanny packs, see what I can come up with. And thought that might be a good way to help me process through some of these ideas. Yep. Um, so I would be doing that for myself. And then next year I also plan to still work for other people as well. Okay. So anything else you'd like to share with us? I like your bent about the whole reusing materials and yeah. recycling. Yeah, and less plastics. That's great. Yeah, that's something I'm passionate about. The other thing I've become really passionate about is the community here. I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing here if it wasn't for all these people at Maker Labs. And yep. it's through them that I learn more and get meet more people to do projects with. Yep. And they really constantly give me ideas. <laughs> so, so you're a member here that makes things, um, but you also teach. Yeah. So I um, basically, I got a studio here a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of just signed up for it without a plan and I needed to figure out a way to pay for it. (laughs) Um, And then I realized I love sewing. I had friends asking me all the time, how to like, can I show them to make something? So I thought, oh, well, I can teach workshops here. Great. Yeah. So I'm glad that you've got a place to explore your talents and your passion. And I hope it leads you to something um, that you want to make more of. So where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram. um, If you look for Maddles Made. Um, And then my website is just www.maddlesmade.com. I tend to show most of my colorful personal projects there. So. And thank you for talking with us today. Thank you. With me. I always say us. It's actually just me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It was was fun. Okay. Talk to you again soon. Thanks for speaking with me today. For purchase or commission of any COVID safe face masks, surgical caps, slow fashion, and handmade fashion accessories, check out at Liza Hyder Design on Instagram or on her website. For purchase or commission of any of her fun and quirky but practical things, find designer Maddie and her wares at Maddles Made on Instagram. On Thursday, I'll talk to Audrey Wong, who is a raw vegan chocolate maker, and Corinne LaRue, who makes quirky fun things out of stained glass. Both makers can be found at Maker Labs as well. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.